It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy Carrie Evelyn. Love Talk today about praying for the nation. Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn Davison. We're in the studio today, and Gavin, you and I are going to have a good time today. <laughs> it seems like everything's plugged in, and uh, we're going to do a, a good job for the Lord Jesus. And, you know, it's um, we really do appreciate you, uh Gavin, uh, there's just so many things in life that ladies cannot do, and you just stand there and say, you can do this, let's get going. So that's kind of like the morning we've had today. But um, we are excited to be here, and um, we are going to be talking today about praying for a nation. Praise for a nation. Praise the key. And it pray. is the key, Miss Evelyn. Good morning. It is great to have you with us today, listening friends. You are listening to Love Talk right here on 101 FM and 1120 AM KTXW, The Bridge, Austin. You heard the voice of the First Lady of Love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison. And I like I that. <laughs> you like being the First Lady of Love. Mm. We're all in different places this morning. Um, I am not in studio with Miss Evelyn today. I injured my back this week, and so I'm nursing a bit of a back injury. But thank goodness for technology uh, Gavin gets us all together here via technology, which is great. And, of course, on the line across the country, we have the the other love lady, the wonder-filled Kathy Endebrock. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Coach Carrie. Good morning, Miss Evelyn. It's great to be with you guys. Gavin, thanks for connecting all of us. It's so funny because I can see Coach Carrie's beautiful face. She can see mine. But Gavin and, and Miss Evelyn are enjoying each other. And so- <laughs> We get to hear everyone's voices, but we don't all get to see each other's faces, you know, and I think this is the way it is with the Lord sometimes, is that Mm -hmm. sometimes you hear his voice so distinctly, Mm -hmm. and when he tells you to move, friends, you move, and sometimes you get to see the wonder and the beauty before you. And so, you know, I just love this relationship with the Lord and this relationship that he gives us with good friends and fantastic community. And so I I love looking at your face today, Coach Carrie. I love listening to your voice this morning, Miss Evelyn, and it's great to be with you, friends. We are talking about praying for a nation, and it is a beautiful time in Texas. God is working, friends, and we will continue to lead with love across Texas. We are live streaming at thebridgeaustin.com, and you can all share our programs with friends uh, by sending them a link to the live stream at thebridgeaustin.com or after the program, going to lovetalknetwork.com and sending your friends a link and Coach Carrie, Miss Evelyn, this is one of our last programs at our 8 a.m. time slot. We are moving to 10 a.m. on May the 1st. Boy, I, I am excited. I, you know, that is one thing that just gets me rolling in the right direction to know that, you know, we we move with, with the leadership of some mighty fine people here at the station. And so thank you for mentioning that. Yes, it's going to be wonderful. So we want to make sure to bring all our listening friends with us from our 8 o'clock time to our new time at 10 a.m. on May the 1st. And um, tell all your friends that are not early birds that now they can catch us at 10 a.m. if they want to catch us on the radio. But like Kathy said, you can always find us on Love Talk Network. And uh, all of our archives are there. And we've had some wonderful shows leading up to National Day of Prayer, several shows um, on prayer, which has really, I don't know about you gals, but just helped me focus um, and slow down a little bit and spend more time in prayer. Mm -hmm. And today, as we move through our program, we will be discussing the seven centers of prayer that is the focus for National Day of Prayer. And it's going to be a great program. 
You know, Coach Kerry, I was thinking about this as we were preparing for today's program about praying for a nation. And, you know, friends, I, I just think back to those persecuted pilgrims in, in Europe hundreds of years ago. They prayed for a nation where they could freely worship God, where they could raise their children in a land that valued the goodness of God. And they put everything on the line as they prayed for and pursued the nation God had for them. And then I think of our founding fathers. They prayed for a nation that was free from tyranny. They didn't have that nation at the time. They prayed for it. They prayed for a nation that that valued the gifts that God endowed to man, love, life, liberty. They put everything on the line as they prayed for and pursued the nation that God had for them. And today, we are privileged to live in that nation, that nation that they prayed for for generations, a nation that was a bountiful blessing and and really an abundant answer to the desperate prayers of hope-filled people that were desperate to live in a land that that valued the goodness of God, that was free from tyranny, that valued love and life and liberty. And so, Coach Carrie Miss Evelyn, I just I look back on prayer and I recognize praying for a nation, it is, it's so powerful. God, God answers those desperate prayers. And I look at our nation today and I say, yes, it's, it's not a utopia. It was never meant to be a, a, a utopia, um, right? Nothing is perfect apart from heaven. So mm. this nation is not perfect, but it has brought freedom. It has bought, brought independence. It has brought the goodness of God. It, it has lifted more people out of poverty than any nation in the history of civilization. This is a nation worth praying for. And, you know, I just think even as we sit here um, recording and, and, and um, sharing this with our listeners, there are some people who say, no, we should burn it all down because it's not perfect. Um, some people are even trying to burn it all down today. But I just say I am not going to throw my hands in the air and give up. I am going to choose to to stand on the shoulders of the faithful, to be firmly rooted in the foundation of prayer. And I am going to seek God for the nation and friends. So I'm asking you, will you do the same? Will you pray for this nation, this nation that is worth Praying for. Um, so we have a great program today, Coach Carrie and Miss Evelyn. Uh, it, in two weeks, it's the National Day of Prayer in America. It's a day set by Congress and signed into law as the first Thursday in May. And millions across America are going to come together and pray on this day. And so I would ask all of our friends, do you want to see revival in America? Do you want to see this nation healed and turn back to God? And if the answer to those questions is yes, then you are going to love this program today because we are going to learn how to pray for a nation together as the church of God in this nation as Coach Kerry was saying, we are going to learn about those seven key areas of prayer that are going to be prayed for from border to border, from sunup to sundown. Um, and, friends, you can join an event. You can host an event. You can Zoom in on an event. You can call your family together and pray through these seven key areas of influence. So I, I'm excited about today's program and what we're going to learn. Lark. Absolutely. Go ahead, Miss Evelyn. Our uh, key verse is from of all places, uh, Amos. And it says, He who forms the mountains, creates the wind, and reveals his thoughts to man, he who turns down darkness and treads the high places of the earth, the Lord God Almighty is his name. And that's from Amos 4. Uh, 4.13. You know, when you look at where we are in America today, uh, you could have a chill very quickly. It seems that we are in a straight walking and running in wartime for taking care of, taking care of families. And it's, um, you know, you have to look at your life on a daily basis, but also a weekly basis. So let's talk a little bit about what's um, been happening in your week, um, Carrie. Well, as I as I briefly mentioned, I'm, I I've been nursing back into this 
We, um, I was literally flat on my back for several days. Um, I have been to the doctor. Um, I'm, I'm on the mend. Uh, today I can actually move around without, um, significant pain. Uh, there's still pain there. Um, but, uh, moving around a little bit better today. Uh, bending over is still a problem. <laughs> so that's an issue. Um, but I'm, I'm blessed to be, uh, up and about, um, and, and getting better. So that's good. And I have to just monitor what I do and thank goodness for teenage kids been super helpful and an amazing husband. So um, anyhow, so that that's kind of what's been going on in my world this week. Uh, I would like to share some of the events going on locally here yeah. in the Central Texas area for National Day of Prayer, which is on Thursday, May the 6th. And uh, so very excited about that. Leander Police Department is having an early morning breakfast uh, prayer, breakfast and prayer from 7 to 8 a.m. Uh, here in Georgetown at Crestview Baptist from 6.30 to 7.30. There's kind of a drive-in theater kind of feel. Um, you can bring your lawn chairs, sit under the big oak trees, um, and they'll be having a time of prayer there, 6.30 to 7.30, or you can stay in your car. Everything will be broadcast where you can listen to it in your car. Bannockbone Church in South Austin is also having courtyard prayer from 7 to 8.30 that evening. And in Taylor, over at Heritage Square, right there in the middle of Taylor, they're having outdoor prayer as well with live music. And it's also going to be virtual. So you can bring your chair. You can listen to music. You can... uh commune with other people, or you can catch that activity virtually from 7 to 8 there in Taylor. So there's a lot of activities going on. I love that people have found ways to do National Day Prayer, um, even if we can't be inside with these giant groups of people. Um, people are praying outside and just getting together. Now then, we are having a big event, the Governor's Prayer Breakfast, on Monday, May the 3rd. So very excited about that. Um, if you have not already bought your ticket for that, you need to go and buy your ticket for that. You can find all the information about local events on nationaldayofprayer.org. That's nationaldayofprayer.org. You just type in your, your uh, zip code and your date. And your local events will pop up there for you. Uh, if you're looking for specifically the Austin event here for National Day of Prayer, that's NDP Austin. That's NDP Austin. And that's where you can go and buy your tickets for the governor's prayer breakfast. So, Kathy, what's been going on with you? Uh, well, and I do want to make a point. All of these events are free. You just go with the one exception of the prayer breakfast because yeah. that is at the Kalahari mm -hmm. Resort. There is a per person charge of $50, and that basically covers the meal, all of the sound, all of the um, the stage setup, you know, basically the room rental, all, everything like that. So you can uh, sponsor a table if you like, if you have a business and you want to be a part of what's going on with the National Day of Prayer in the state of Texas. You can also sign up to have a sponsor table, which is a really fun idea. We have a couple of friends who are doing that. Um, well, you know, I, um, Coach Kerry and, and Miss Evelyn, I'm, I'm really excited because I get to join you. I'm going to get to see your beautiful faces. Um, I'm going to be flying into Austin in a week, and I get to see my Baylor girl as well. And when I leave Texas, I get to take her with me because while we are going to be celebrating the National Day of Prayer, she is going to be uh, grueling through finals. But... When we finish the National Day of Prayer on Thursday, May the 3rd, she will have had her last final that morning. So she said, Mom, we're all going to be celebrating together. And she said, Mom, do you think when you're praying for the nation that maybe you might pray for me too for my oh. final? So, so I told her, absolutely, baby, I'll be doing that. Um, and this is what I want to tell you, friends. You know, I know that National Day of Prayer feels right around the corner, but it is not too late. You can uh, gather with your church. You can get together a small group. Um, if you uh, are, are a business and you want to open your business to prayer with uh, other businesses in your community, 
Uh, you can register online so others can attend. Uh, you can call the National Day of Prayer Task Force. They will send you your group prayer guides. There's just so many ways for you to join the millions in this nation from coast to coast and border to border, sun up to sundown, praying for this nation. Uh, let me tell you, friends, now is the time to come together and pray. Well, Coach Carrie and Miss Evelyn, we are just coming to the end of our first segment. We have an amazing second segment for you, friends. We are going to walk through all of these seven key areas of prayer for our nation that we're going to be praying this National Day of Prayer. You are going to want to stay with us for now. You're going to hear from our amazing sponsors that make Love Talk possible. We are so grateful for them. You're going to love them like we do. Enjoy our sponsors and come back. Stay with us. We'll be back with you right after this. Hello, listening friends. This is Love Talk, and you have found the love ladies. I am Coach Carrie Brinkader, and of course, you have the First Lady of Love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, and our wonder-filled friend, Kathy Enderbrock. It is great to be with you today. There is a reason you have found Love Talk. We are discussing a nation of prayer today, praying for a nation as we approach National Day of Prayer. And, you know, National Day of Prayer, um, we, we typically focus on seven centers of prayer. And right now, I, I just feel like it's so important for us to focus on these, these things to give our prayers. You know, sometimes I'll sit down, I, you know, or I'm, I'm praying and I, I don't know which direction I'm going. And this really gives me points to take to the Father and, and really uh, bring to him just in a spirit of, of prayer and a spirit of hope um, for our nation. And so as we talk about this, I want to list the seven centers of prayer, and then we'll get right into them. We've got government, we've got the military, media, business, education, church, and family. Wow. That is power packed. Um, you know, we're challenging our listeners today. Well, I'd like to challenge you to pick one of these seven areas that is especially dear to your heart and pray over it every day. Every day. Whether that's government, whether that's military, education, family, church, whatever it is. Maybe your family must to pray over and, and you can do that, um, you know, in the evenings or at, at the evening mealtime or maybe over breakfast to start your day, um, but committing to pray for at least one of these areas. So let's press in and let's ask God to do great things in this nation and even greater things than our brains can possibly imagine. So, Kathy, our first dispenser that we're going to talk about, our area of influence that we're going to talk about today is government. And, you know, the, the, the thing that I love about um, praying for our government is it touches every single one of our lives. I mean, it, it really is pervasive. And, and you think, oh, government is this man-made thing. Why on earth would we want to pray for government? You know, we actually go back and we see structures of government all the way back in Exodus under Moses. And uh, if we look at Exodus 18, verse 21, uh, it says, Look for able men from all the people, men who fear God, who are trustworthy and hate a bribe, and place them over the people. Uh, and then further on in Exodus, it walks through, then those those men will determine disputes between the people. They will judge between the people. They will organize the people. And um, so this this structure, this beginning structure of government, we see mentioned all the way back in the Old Testament in this second book of the Bible. And, you know, the more I read about government in the Bible, Coach Carrie and Miss Evelyn, the more that I see that our our structure of government is based on biblical principle, and it's it's not uh, it's not a king, it's not rulership by a king, it's not meant to be ruled um, by one person. Our founding fathers very distinctly broke up government into the legislative, the judicial, and the executive branches of government. And so, friends, when we're praying for government, we need to be praying for all of these areas, the, the legislators, the men and women in Congress, 
in the House and in the Senate in each of our states and at the federal level in Washington, D.C. We need to be playing, praying for all of our judges uh, in through throughout our nation, even at, at the, the lower, at the county level, the the federal level, the executive branch of government. I mean, obviously, that's our president and vice president. But I also think of those executive branches like the mayors of our town, um, those school boards that are above our education system, these people that are elected and appointed to positions of power over the people. And so we want able-bodied men and women who fear God, who are trustworthy, and who hate a bribe. So, friends, we can pray for our governors, our legislators, our our cabinet members, basically every every uh, level of local, state, and government. Now, Miss Evelyn, you have prayed at so many uh, different prayer events. If you were praying for our government, at either a local, state, or national national day of prayer gathering this year, what would you be praying for? Well, I, you know, I had a lot of time to think about this, and I wondered uh, about 10 years ago <clears throat> what would happen in my life if every day I took to myself a command or a, um, an invite to be what God had planned for me. And so in in 2013, uh, I started in my Bibles uh, a goal for coming, you know, to participate in a way that I would know what God wanted me to do. He was doing his job, but I didn't know what to do with mine. And so th- th- I set out with goals. And in in, in 2021... Uh, my scripture was praise for God's way is perfect. Pray for his way is perfect. Apparently, and I've got some notes that go with it. God is present every day in our life. It doesn't have to be the church and it doesn't have to be the government, but it has to be him as he lays it out for us. And as we pray, we pray for government at the local level, the state level, and national gathering this year. Now, that's what we do on National Day of Prayer. Uh, And now, I I love this story because I remember I went to a conference with you in New Mexico. Yes. And I had to kind of watch your cell phone. Like, I had to be like the one who took care of Miss Evelyn's cell phone. And I just, I remember asking, you know, am I going to get any unusual calls? And you kind of laughed and you said, well... Some, sometimes Governor Rick Perry will call me from a foxhole and, and uh, ask me to pray for him and the person next to him. Um, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're going to be getting a call from Governor Perry. Uh, I don't. OK, I got really nervous at that point. I thought, oh, my gosh, how do I talk to the governor of the state of Texas? I mean, this was several years ago. But, Miss Evelyn, you've had uh, members of, of government in high places to they do rely on you to pray yes. for them and to help them. Yes. When we um, when we started uh, Governor's Prayer Breakfast, we had done two or three different breakfasts and churches, in churches. And uh, suddenly uh, I got a phone call from one of the governor's aides, and he said, Evelyn, I need some help. And so he ran through about four things because I had visited with him. He was an associate pastor, and I, I covered churches at that time. And he said to me, I want to be like you. And I said, no, you don't be like me. I can't talk. He said, no, I want my heart to be like you. And so that young man um, called the national headquarters, and, and they called back, and he said, Miss Evelyn can be your helper. We would like for you to be our coordinator and for the state of Texas. And so David uh, uh, Davidson and I started out with a, about 12 people on the steps of the Capitol in Texas. That was the first year. The second year, we couldn't count the people that had come to the realization that we have a responsibility to pray for not only our families, 
but for our nation. And we do that with a prayer guide, a prayer guide that gives us guidance and gives us scripture. And these come from the national headquarters. But I want to give you a phone number that you can call and uh, we'll see that you get some if you'd like to have them. It's prayer for leadership this year, for wisdom, for honor, for obedience, teachable, support your family, integrate, uh, uh, I can't read that one. <laughs> Compassion, protected, faithful, prayerful, and humble. I thought it was interesting that, that headquarters put wisdom first and then a humility at the end. These all have scriptures. These were the ones that we started out with. When I was named America's Honorary Prayer, Chair, Prayer Chairman Coordinator for the nation, uh, I sit, sat down and did my first book off of these uh, these prayer requests and so you know it we we the lord will give us a way if we report for duty and so i that is so true i love it that when we go to the lord and we report for duty he will give us our marching orders and you know there are men and women every day who get up and report for duty we should do the same we have our u.s military all of our armed forces, everyone who basically they are boots on the ground protecting our our nation. And, uh, you know, Carrie, could you give us some insight when we're talking about praying for our military? Where do we even begin? Well, Second Chronicles 32 verses 6 through 8 uh, says this. He appointed military officers over the people and assembled them and encouraged them with these words. Be strong. And courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Assyria and the vast army with him. With him only is the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. You know, friends, um, unless you have family in the military, I don't think we truly understand the sacrifices that are made by these men and women uh, on a daily basis. You know, being deployed for nine months at a time, for 18 months at a time, that is difficult. Um, it's, it's, it's grueling. And to pray for courage and dependence on God is huge. That comes from Psalm 91. Uh, mm-hmm. To pray for perseverance, to endure not only the hardships of being away from family, but the hardships of, of just being in the military on a, on a daily basis and knowing that you are protecting our country. And at any point in time, you could be called to, to, uh, to battle. Um, and this is definitely a calling. And you can find so many scriptures on this. Isaiah 43.2, Deuteronomy 31.6. Um, and then in Romans, so we head over to the New Testament, we see them asking for divine protection, mm-hmm. divine protection. And also in Romans, um, asking for wise leaders who inspire respect from those under their command. You know, I think that's so important, Ms. Duffman, you just mentioned this, that you know, wisdom is first on the list, and, uh, you know, everything comes after that. When we pray for wisdom for our leaders of the military, so very important, and it can really impact our lives in an amazing way. So, Miss Evelyn, if you were praying for the military at a gathering this year, what would you pray for? Well, I don't pray for proper leadership. I think that's where it starts, uh, where the generals can pray and and move toward the the direction the Lord has uh, led them to before. Uh, back about 15 years ago, uh, the local military here in Austin uh, was sent to, um, uh, I can't remember the name of the country, but anyway, they took a whole battalion to this country. And before they left, we met with them, a number of churches, uh, met with them at a place downtown and gave each one of them a Bible. Uh, it was a major event with a major love notion. And so when we got through with all that, the, the 
it was the the ones who really depended on them on what God had to say because they left what God had given them. And that's the way you look at it in the military, I'm told, is, you know, you belong to God if you're a Christian. But during this time, you belong to the government. And, you know, those things come along and we it baffles us. But you know what we do? We just go to the perseverance to endure hardship. And we, this is part of what was listed in that book that we gave, we gave, uh, in that Bible when we gave them when they left. There's so many ways that we can be used by God if we really are praying and the chaplains are our open doors, uh, to the military's thing. And it's, we really, uh, are invested as we work with them and, uh, they receive direction from the Lord as well. And we've done that now for, I think it's 26 years that National Day of Prayer in Austin has done this at Camp Mabry. And we're planning a big event there this year. Uh, the friends from Camp, from, uh, Mm, Chick-fil-A are going to lead it, and it's going to be great for other people there. And they, the generals come, uh, the, mm, all of them come down to the point that they are welcomed into God's family as they look at what, you know, is because, has been, uh, allocated to them. And so when you look at and it on the military side. You know, Miss Evelyn. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Evelyn. I was going to say, one of the things that I love is that you have always reached out to the chaplains um, in the military. And I remember under the uh, uh, the Obama administration, the chaplains were really under a gag order. They mm-hmm. couldn't share the gospel. There was so much they couldn't say. They almost could not open the Bible. And then we saw a huge turnaround with uh, President Trump where the chaplains once again were encouraged to share the gospel, share Christ. Uh, reach out to these hurting men and women. And I love, there's this book, it's called Psalm 91, uh, Military Edition. (laughs) And it's so good. And it basically walks through Psalm 91 Mm -hmm. and um, teaches soldiers and families of soldiers and friends of families of soldiers how to specifically pray through Psalm 91 for our military. And I will tell you, friends, if you get that book, I believe the it's a Peggy Joyce Meyer, I think yes. is the author. It's called Psalm 91, the Military Edition. Mm. And at the back of the book, it actually gives stories about military men and women who have been praying this psalm and who have been supernaturally mm. protected um, from what should have been their death or yes. limb loss or a blindness. I mean, it's just incredible, incredible intervention that we've seen um, through praying this Psalm 91. And it's, it's, it's not a magical Psalm. It's a massive, miracle-working, almighty God. And so, uh, anyway, I would, I would, if, if you have someone in the military, I'd encourage you to get that book, Psalm 91, yes. the military edition. Now, um, we also pray for the media. So the, these are kind of the, the two M's. First comes military, then comes media. And, oh, boy, do we need to be praying <laughs> for media in this nation. Oh, boy, oh, boy. And, uh, you know, something in, in media, I, I think of this verse. There's this verse in um, Philippians. It's verse 4, um, excuse me, chapter 4, verse 8. And now it comes right after one of my favorite scriptures in all the Bible, which is Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, that talks a lot about prayer. But mm-hmm. verse 8, after after those first couple of verses talk about prayer, verse 8 gives us some really strong exhortation that I think really applies to our media. And it says this, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure or lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And, you know, I kind of chuckle a little bit because I think, well, the media these days seems to only want us to think about the opposite of these things. You know, what it, whatever is horrible, whatever is hateful, you know, whatever is, and we can't even trust the media anymore. I mean, just very locally or recently, we saw CNN completely exposed. I mean, completely unrobed 
uh, before the public with Project Veritas basically um, went and was talking with one of their key, like, VPs of, of technical uh, whatever. He's basically behind the camera telling the person on the other side of the camera what to say. He's chopping the stories, editing the stories, deciding what words, what angles, all like that. And he basically said, yes, yeah, CNN's complete propaganda. Uh, we, we made up stuff about President Trump. We take large credit for uh, Trump uh, being defeated in the, in the last election because of all of the propaganda that we put out and the lies that we knowingly perpetrated. And so media really has lost all of their integrity. They are no longer a source of truth. They are almost reliably a source of lies. If, if you want to turn on CNN, probably whatever the opposite of what they're telling you uh, is is true. And we see we saw a huge smear campaign against the governor in Florida where they knowingly edited, um, falsely edited a video to completely make up a story that was entirely false. So, Carrie, I know that you're going to be praying for the media at the state prayer breakfast this year. How do you even begin to tackle this? Well, you know, what's interesting is there's a recent research study um, that found that 63% of Americans believe that news stories are inaccurate. I just couldn't even believe I, Well, I, I shouldn't say I couldn't believe it, but I, I'm shocked by that. That's sad. It's so sad. You know, I remember sitting in the living room at my grandparents' house watching the evening news, and we could believe it you know, 50 years ago, 45 years ago. And now we have to wade through things that um, have been edited in ways, like you said, Kathy, that are untrue. So, yes, I'm praying for media at the governor's prayer breakfast, and it's weighing heavy on me because there's so many things to pray for. You know, um, we we look at what's being presented to us today in um, – in media, and it's a lot of pop culture stuff, uh, anti-religion, anti-morality. These things dominate, and we're called to be the light where there's darkness, and we're called to um, look for truth over falsehood. And so, I, I just really wanted to pray for the Christians that are already are in media that they will be able to be the light in the darkness mm-hmm. and that they will be able to expose truth or present truth where there's been falsehood. Um, you know, music, we, we have to really guard our hearts. We have to pray for ourselves um, that we are not drawn in by the darkness. Um, because whether that's emotionally, whether that's spiritually, whether that's intellectually or, or physically, that we have to pray for ourselves that we're not drawn into that. Uh, so there's so, there's so many. Um, you know, I love Proverbs um, verses, or excuse me, chapter 8, verses 10 and 11, um, talks about decision makers, that they would be able to um, expose truth and have, and, and be able to living. So I pray for media to be able, Christian media, to be able to make a profit by producing family-friendly projects Mm -hmm. as well. So there's a lot to pray for um, as I'm gathering my thoughts. It's very multi-layered. There's so much there with the media because we we not only have, you know, music and video and TV and movies and internet and magazines and newspapers. um, There's so much there. So a lot to think about, but I would really challenge us to be in prayer for our media because it's kind of a mess right now. And I would challenge us to find voices that are that are looking at both sides and that are, that are really speaking truth. And I know that that's hard because we don't always know where it lies. Um, but again, I'll go back to what Miss Evelyn says. That's asking for God to give us wisdom as we skirt through. Um, the media that is is just um, so pervasive in our lives. Well, I, uh, well okay, go ahead, Miss I would, um, if I were praying, you know, as you're going to be praying, uh, I, I would, um, well, mm-hmm. 
All right, let's do it over. Okay. I think you kind of put her on the spot, Coach Carey. I think, you know, it's kind of hard when we are all kind of separated and can't see each other's faces. We want to give everyone a time to talk, but I think we just threw you on the spot, Ms. Devlin. I'm so sorry for that. I will tell you, we are actually coming to the end of our second segment, so we're going to go ahead and go to our break. Boy, when we come back, friends, we have uh, a number of areas that are left. We're going to touch on each of them. And then next week in studio, we are going to have Brian Allerid with us, and we are really going to dig in and uh, finish off anything that we leave undone today. But when we get back, we're going to be talking through business, church, and family, business Oh, business education at church yeah. and family, four big ones, friends. Uh, you're going to want to stay with us. We're going to dig in and look at each of those four topics, how we can be praying over those uh, at, for the National Day of Prayer uh, this uh, May, first Thursday in May, this May the 6th, and every day this year. You're going to want to stay with us. We'll be right back with you right after a word from our sponsor. So I'll go ahead and open us. All right, Gavin, you ready? Yes. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk on KTXW 101.1 FM and 1120 AM uh, here on the Bridge, Austin, today's Central Texas Christian Talk. I'm Kathy Enderbrock. We have uh, with us joining us today Coach Carrie Brinkater, as always, and the First Lady of Love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison. Friends, we have been learning about praying for a nation, joining our voices together with the heart of God for this nation, and joining in the prayers of those who have been praying for this nation before this nation was a nation. Uh, you know, the, the pilgrims, when they were being persecuted in Europe, they prayed for a nation where they could go and freely worship God and raise their children to know him. Our founding fathers prayed for a nation that was free of tyranny, uh, and that would value those God-endowed gifts of life, love, and liberty. And so, friends, we live in this nation today. This is a nation worth praying for. And so we are learning how to pray for this nation. It is the National Day of Prayer coming up the first Thursday in May. And there are seven key areas of prayer that the National Day of Prayer uh, uh, prays for every single year. And so we are, um, giving you a, a challenge, friends, that you would get and, uh, host an event. Go and register that event online at the National Day of Prayer. Dot org. Uh, you can uh, just even gathering your your family together and praying for our nation or going on to the National Day of Prayer dot org, plugging in your zip code and finding an event near you that you can go and join. Those events are all free. So we want you to be a part of the National Day of Prayer, praying for our nation uh, this very special time in May, as well as each day of the year. Uh, this, this nation needs praying for. Well, the seven key areas of prayer, um, they, they are also referred to as the seven centers of influence. Um, they are government, military, media, business, education, church, and family. And uh, Miss Evelyn and Coach Kerry, we, in our first few segments, we have talked through government, military, media, and how to pray for those biblically. And so we have business, education, church, and family, but we only have nine minutes left in this segment. So we are going to get through some of these. And the ones we do not finish, next week we're going to have the special guest, Brian Allerid, on and we will walk through uh, the rest of these key areas of influence within our nation. So, Coach Carey um, or, or Miss Evelyn, business. When we think of business, uh, what, what do we what do we think of when when we talk about business? Well, Is that just the ahead, general Kate. mom and dad down the street, Coach Carey? Sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, of course. Um, you know, I, I look at my husband and he runs his business and how he runs his business with such integrity um, in in a business that's, you know, sometimes it's not filled with integrity-filled people. And in Exodus chapter 31, verses 3 and 4, it says, I have filled them, I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, there's that word again, ability and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working. 
you know, I, I would say that for business, um, integrity amongst Christian workers that, um, they are allowed and able and have the bravery at times to stand for what they believe in. Uh, you know, there's been so many Christian businesses vilified of late for upholding uh, a belief system, but yet um, we don't vilify those that have a different belief system than, than, than we do. And so it's hard sometimes. It's really hard uh, to stand for what we believe as we conduct business. And, I, you know, I think that it's, it's important for us to pray up. Mm-hmm. Before we head into our day as a business person, you know, that we understand that we're going to be challenged with things that, that are difficult. And a lot of times the way we phrase things in our business, uh, the way we use our words in our business uh, can really have an impact in a in a positive way. Of course, it can in a negative way, but just taking the time to really think about how we say things is really important. Uh, you know, Miss Evelyn, in Philippians 2, verse 3, it says, you know, Christian workers, it, it talks about how Christian workers can dispre- display Christ-like humility and service to their co-workers. I see this. My daughter works at Chick-fil-A, you know, and uh, obviously that's a Christian-run business, not open on Sundays, um, but the owners of her Chick-fil-A are just so present and they're so amazing in how they deal with their workers in a godly way um, and uh, through integrity. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful business model. Um, and so, you know, Miss Evelyn, if you were praying for business, um, how would you pray for business during this time? Well, I would pray that God would um, cover each one of them with his grace. And grace is a gift, but it has to be earned. You know, that's that sounds like a uh, something that would come out of the deep hole somewhere. But grace is what God wants to give us and prepare us for, for receiving. And so he sheds it. You know, he's, he doesn't put it all in one place. He puts it here and he puts it there. And grace is the thing that closes our lives or attaches our lives unto the the willingness of the Lord Jesus to die for us. And so when you look at it, um, we don't think much about grace, but grace is always a gift. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I so agree when you say grace is not something that, that you ever have to earn. Grace is freely given. Mm-hmm. It is a gift from God. And um, I, I love how gracious he is. And, I, you know, it just reminds me of our our, our national anthem that says, may God shed his grace, grace on, on me. Me. And, you know, I think, okay, Lord, may you shed your grace on me as well and help me to shed that grace on others. I think in the business environment, um, I just want to see God raise up um, men and women of integrity in business and give them great favor. And um, that, we just see so many businesses rising up and raising up uh, that really have a disregard for his ways. And um, so I'm just praying for all of those small businesses, medium businesses out there. Friends, I know you are struggling, especially in this pandemic area. I just pray for God's cover of protection over your business, for his favor over your business. And, uh, friends, I, I will tell you something that I have done as of late. Uh, I used to be a big Amazon purchaser, and I thought, well, Kathy, how can you pray for small and medium-sized businesses and then just go and get on Amazon and purchase away? And so now I go on Google, and I look and see, are there any businesses in my area where I can get this thing that I need? And, you know, it's good for me to get out and about anyway. I'm kind of tired of being in my house and <laughs> being, being in my house. And so I get out and I go shopping and we have met some really fun people at local stores, local business owners. And we are praying for you uh, that God would provide for your business, protect your business, help you to be innovative in your business and that God would raise up business leaders um, like Hobby Lobby, like Chick-fil-A 
to uh, take a stand in this nation for him. Well, friends, I will tell you the next on the line is education. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. We have three minutes left. Carrie, how do we get in and, and pray for education? I mean, that is a big ask. It's a big ask. And, you know, I think the first thing to do is to get involved and know what's being taught in your local schools. If your kids go to uh, the, the local public school, know what they're being taught, because you can opt out of certain things that you don't uh, agree with uh, in your home, with your ethics and your values and your morals. You can opt out of those things for your kids. Get involved. Um, pray for those teachers, those sweet, sweet teachers that love those kids, that want what's best for those kids, and uh, pray for their hearts, pray for their stamina. This has been a difficult year. You know, I walked in a classroom at my kids' school. My kids actually go to private school. Um, I think all of our listening friends know that. But I walked in a classroom to uh, just basically relieve a teacher of duty for lunch one day. And when I walked into that room, not only was she teaching half the class on uh, online, but then she was teaching the other half of the class in person. And I couldn't even believe how she was managing this with just ease and uh, holy cow. What we have asked our teachers to do this year has been extraordinary. And, um, you know, praying for their stamina as they finish up this year is very, very important. Friends, we have so much left to say today. There's just not enough time. Um, Can y'all you know, come back next week? <laughs> yes, yes, come back next week, listening friends. Um, we're here every week. Again, next week will be at 8 a.m., but starting May the 1st, we move to our new time at 10 a.m., you know, I just want to run through these seven centers again real quick before okay. we, before we have to leave you guys today, before we say goodbye today. Government, military, media, business, education, church, and family. What a task we have been given, you know, friends, to pray for these areas. I would encourage you to... Write these down to get on. You can, of course, go to NDP Austin. You can find these seven areas of focus there. You can also go to nationaldayofprayer.org, and you can find the seven areas there. Uh, government, military, media, business, education, church, and family. Friends, uh, we love you so much here at Love Talk. Uh, if you would like to call us on the Love Line, you can do that, 512-249-6535. We're so excited about uh, the future of Love Talk. We've got Brian Allerid next week. Then we'll begin a series on health, all different kinds of health. For my beautiful friend, Kathy, and 